Hello guys and welcome to Tomfoolery the After Party. Today the topic we're going to be focusing on is mental health and mental health awareness. Um, full on warning, if any of you are triggered by any of these sensitive topics, content that we're talking today, talking about today, um, please, um, if you're not comfortable with it, don't listen to us or listen with a trusted adult or someone you trust very much. It's We're going to be delving into mental health awareness and stuff like that today. So yeah. Um, who wants to? Who wants to start? <laughs> just Tyler's like you can always listen yeah. to the one of the funny ones as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we actually chose this topic because Katie <laughs> thought that darkness into light was next week, but it's in May. So <laughs> just before we started recording, she was like, "Oh wait, it's April." So it's full on May. I thought so. it was the second of May today, guys, but. You learn April every day. Yeah. <laughs> it's something that needs to be addressed every day, so it's yeah. true. Yeah, so we're going yeah. with it. Um, I suppose at the moment, um, with COVID nineteen and with another lockdown that we're living through, um, mental health has been a very important topic to be discussing and bringing up. Um, and I suppose I just wanted to get you your opinions on how you guys have been doing through lockdown and maybe things that have helped you through lockdown with your mental health. Yeah. Uh, I'll go first. Um, I mean, 2020 was probably the like worst year of my life. Anyway, I don't know about anyone else here. 2020 was actually just the worst. I had so much stuff going on and lockdown kind of just brought it down. And then other stuff happened over the that course that year that just made it literally the worst the only thing that kept me really going for a while anyway was kind of my own family, my girlfriend during 2020. And then when college started, I don't know, like when we started this sort of stuff, I was kind of really glad because it gave me something to do. Like I always had something to look forward to, like every Friday getting up like, oh, at least I have something to do today. Whereas normally, you know, through lockdown, you'd wake up like, oh, Jesus, it's another day of me kind of just sitting in the house, nothing to do, nobody to see, no one to talk to. Um... And that's, it's kind of tough, I guess, on a lot of people. And I guess the radio was a big thing. Um, and you guys, meeting you guys, new people and Aww. stuff like that, kind of <laughs> uplifted my mood anyway, because um, yeah. I had something to look forward to, you know, like new people to meet and different stuff to be doing, like different crazy stuff with like you people, you know, like you crazy people. So that was, <laughs> that's kind of me, like that kind of got me through, especially this current one that we're sitting in. Like when they announced it in January, it was kind of like, oh, Jesus, we're back in it again. You know, like it's it's an awful time. Like and the fact that they were going on about saying, like, you know, we don't know exactly when we're going to get out of this one. It could be for a long time just so that we, this is our last lockdown. But I don't think they understood that, like the effect it had on a lot of people when they said that. Yeah, I and agree. Then, yeah. And then it's just the whole thing of, you know, oh, I wanted to meet up with like Tom Foolery, other people that I haven't seen before. And I know some people here have pe like friends in college that they wanted to see like a lot more than th what they got. And mm. um, unfortunately, we have to sit through this one. But, you know, the vaccine might pull us out of it. And that's something to look forward to. But yeah, I think quite similar to you, obviously, you know, DCFM, MPS, things like that. Um, even just chatting to people on Zoom um, for my course, that's definitely helped me through this one. Um, because I think keeping yourself distracted from not being able to go see a friend or whatever, like I haven't seen 
my friends now for like about four months. Like any of them, none of them. Well, you've seen one friend. I've seen my yeah, I've seen my best friend. <laughs> no, but uh, <laughs> yeah, but um, but like I'm I'm I don't see any of them for that very reason. So I can see Aaron, but um, it's like because we had January and now up until like what the twelfth of this month, and then also we had like what was it October to september like end of september to end of november we had a very kind of strict lockdown as well yeah um those kind of two and a half months freedom and then three months instantly or even four months now straight back into like basically a rolling lockdown it 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 kind of took it's taken a bit of a toll on me like i'm i find myself getting very agitated a lot just just for the and i could just because i want i like i need to go outside or like i need to get away from whatever i'm looking at i think a lot of people are getting sort of very upset about it and i can't imagine if you have mental health like what's the word (laughs) issues already yeah if you have mental health issues already going into this kind of state of mind how that even could affect you is just crazy and the fact that like as well a lot of the support systems that are in place they've kept going which is brilliant but uh, there's only so much you can do online. There's only so much you can do over the phone. And I, if you're definitely like anxious or or suffer from that type of anxiety, especially around COVID, and um, face to face, just like you, you just can't do it. So, yeah. it, I mean, I'm keeping okay because I'm doing you know DCFM and all this stuff, and yeah, you know, trying to keep myself distracted. But at the same time, there are days where I'm like, ah, oh, this is shit. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. it's really important as well when you're saying like we all have things to distract us, but some people have nothing. So like mm. for the last lockdown, like there 2020 when it started, I had deferred my course in order to work for the year and like gain money or whatever. But obviously then, like, I wasn't working, I wasn't doing anything, and my friends were either in college or at school. So I didn't really have anyone to talk to, and nobody was in the same position. And that can be really hard because, you know, if I'm having a tough time at college now, I can turn to you and be like, oh, this is happening. But some people are alone, like, they don't have anyone to talk to. And then, you know, you feel stupid for saying, oh, I have nothing to do, so I'm upset like that you feel Mm. like misunderstood so it's important to you know look around at your friends and make sure that they are okay during this time because not everyone is in like the same position as you I I just want to say on that note as well I think not everyone enjoys social media um yeah and I think reaching out to people over social media is an acquired taste in my opinion um, I mean, I don't enjoy it. I, I much prefer to meet up with people in person. And so lockdown has been kind of difficult for me in kind of reconnecting um, with people and also learning how to answer my messages, literally, because <laughs> I just I don't I was someone who like got by in life without ever needing to text someone or call them or, you know, organize a Zoom call. I just prefer to meet them in person. Um, but now that that's not possible, I think kind of learning how to use social media as a way of interaction has been an interesting thing i feel like with social media it's so annoying these days because you know you kind of get tired of like seeing somebody on social media all the time like i feel like when you start meeting people back in person again you know the way if you don't want to certainly talk to a a person online 
like at a certain time of day you can kind of be like oh i'll leave them undelivered or i'll i'll get back to them later but if you're in person and they're standing in front of you and you're not in the mood to talk you you can't just go like all right see you later and just walk away you know kind of mm, like that mm. i feel like social media is going to ruin that a lot like a, a lot of social um people will turn into like very um what would you say people who just, yeah introvert yeah they, yeah they they won't be they won't talk to people though i also think like themselves. we're staring at the screen all day for like lectures and stuff mm. and then later on your only form of socializing is again through the screen you're like oh my mm. eyes are tired i can't be bothered and then you're alone and then you're not talking to anyone and you're back to square one and it's important mm. to think oh you know maybe like they don't want to talk to me because they're tired not because they don't want to be friends with me you know what i mean I am um, I with, with me and on lockdown I suppose this is kind of a bit personal but um when I was 16 someone in my family that I was very close to passed away and I suppose lockdown when the first lockdown hit was actually really oddly beneficial to me to be able to stop and think about things and to be able to process emotions but now as lockdown's going on and on and on it's almost going the opposite way where you start bringing back up things that you were you had possibly forgotten about and that's something that you kind of have to have to learn to live with I suppose and Mm -hmm. I have a very um similar story Katie at the start at the end of 2019 like December time I lost someone and it kind of had a knock-on effect like I had a leaving cert coming up that year and I wasn't really Mm -hmm. focused on it and I'm kind of glad lockdown happened because at the same time it gave me time to breathe and kind of you know accept what happened and kind of you know push on but it kind of had a grieving process like mm. because I don't know I just I wasn't on top of things I was I, that's why I say 2020 was a bad year I wasn't on top of things I was kind of just frozen in time as time kept going on I was kind of stood still stuck, yeah yeah mm. and I was stuck yeah. in the moment and luckily lockdown happened because I wouldn't have done well in my leaving cert if that had gone ahead like I, I just I don't know it would have been a very much a blur and I wouldn't mm-hmm. have been able to focus and concentrate i guess yeah lockdown did have positive effects but it also had negative for me anyway Mm. negative as in i couldn't see people or talk to people but positive as in i could kind of process what was going on at the time if you get me yeah yeah yeah. that was definitely the same like when yeah even when it came to 2020 for me it was very much i agree where it's like that was just one of the worst years that could have like hit. i remember proper like because i would have been one of those people who like obsess over you know studying and getting all that work done and everything like that Mm. but i had the sort of safeguard of everything was in the school nothing was at home so when that sort of barrier got blurred it was very much like you just couldn't escape anything and it was just like detrimental for mental health like it was legit like i remember legitimately be i'd just be studying until i got exhausted and then i'd sleep and there would be nothing else it would just be that weird cycle and it was just the worst and then even um even like something like now, like you guys know yourselves, like past two weeks, something happened and it definitely threw me for a loop, threw my family for a loop. Yeah. And I definitely fell into that pit again for a bit, but definitely all this stuff, like all the DCFM stuff for like Zoom, Zooming people or even just to an extent doing assignments, stuff like that, just those like little things just to completely distract you and just, it definitely like sort of, I don't know it as Ethan said makes you want to get up in the morning it makes you want to do mm-hmm. stuff and then even like yeah as you were saying like you're gonna have days where you feel like shit and it's gonna be 
ones where you just do nothing you just rely on the bed you just you don't talk to anyone or something like that but at the same time you nearly need to recognize that i suppose like it's it's healthy to have that every now and again because like yeah. if you're going full speed ahead you're just going to burn yourself out like i certainly mm. did and then i accidentally had the opposite of that for a while so like to find that sort of balance i think has definitely been one of the main things in lockdown that have helped besides like you know like obviously yeah other people talking to people and just like, as i said like i've always taught that um yeah if it wasn't for the fact that we started online and we started with zooms and we started with all this stuff i wouldn't know half the people i didn't know mm. sure it was just random chance that we were put together in a group and that but like mm. it's in, even in my course and that like i'm definitely one of those people that wouldn't be able to, to introduce myself in real life to someone properly so it's definitely like it was beneficial nearly when you lose all the privacy because of the zoom like as you know you can't exactly unless you do a breakout room you can't really talk to someone like alone so like it's it's a weird like it's blessing and a curse i suppose you know yeah, yeah. i was yeah. i had the sort of same scenario there as you james like that sort of mindset where like you know uh home is for light studying light work or whatever it yeah. is school is where you know you put in the hours or whatever i kind mm-hmm. of had that and it was the same thing those lines just became blurred as soon as lockdowns began and i i think that was that was an issue among like a huge issue among students was burnout um yeah and not even among students just among loads of people because they had so much time on their hands to do whatever they wanted but they also mm-hmm. had these like as what they deemed necessities to do as well like we saw even like i mean i hate to use it your man and Simon Harris, he started going gray. Like, yeah. he's he's a young fella, and he's gone gray. Um, <laughs> like, what's going on? You know, yeah. um, like that's that's like you know a public figure. You know, you can kind of look at that. Sorry, Simon Harris, if you're listening, but um, <laughs> he only but, uses TikTok. Yeah, he only uses yeah. TikTok. True. Yeah. yeah. If, you could see it among other people as well that they were they were stressed. They were like. They're, they're, they thought they had so much to do, even though they had so much time on their hands. It's a shame. It is a shame. But, I, I think mean, that's something I've developed is like, don't beat yourself for not doing stuff. Because just think, hmm. if this was normal times, you'd be going out and you wouldn't be doing half the stuff that you're doing. So cut yourself some slack, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know about you guys, but my sleep pattern has completely changed over long time. Oh, which I don't think has been beneficial to my mental health at all. Like, I um because i'm just not doing anything enough that's stimulating Mm. enough to make me tired so i'm quite the opposite i've started getting like over 11 hours sleep a night to the point where yeah if i don't get over 10 hours sleep i i'll be so tired for the whole day and it's starting to become a problem (laughs) no i'm like i'm like katie like i'd have a lecture at like 10 a.m and i'd usually get up at like nine nine like 9 a.m to you know have yeah. breakfast have a shower and stuff like that but i'd nor like now normally this would be a normal night for me i go to bed at 5 a.m and wake up at like half nine and yeah. uh, just sit in a chair and i'd be sitting there kind of knackered out my head and it's not it's really not good because i don't know if you guys can see it but you can see all the black circles under my eyes from just not sleeping i don't know it's it's more of a for me it's more of an anxious thing like i i get real kind of anxious and i can't really sleep for a while and then I just keep continuously doing it and it just doesn't help. And yeah, sleep is very important for um, <laughs> Louise's whole Louise. thing, Why We yeah, Sleep. Yeah, this book, um, <laughs> Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker is like 
the best book ever. I've heard about it, it, actually. You will fall asleep straight away and you will not be able to stop sleeping. And Wait, is it is it just like a really boring book? Yeah. It is kind of. Like I fell asleep with it just falling on my head some nights, um, because it's quite boring. But he makes you feel like he explains like, you know, what what will happen if you don't get enough sleep and he scares you so much that he like makes you sleep for hours. <laughs> like legitimately after like don't get me wrong, as I said. One of the main things to get me through lockdown has been going on Zooms and doing stuff like playing poker and stuff like that. But like, (laughs) dear God, it's like completely destroyed my sleep schedule where it's like I've become way too familiar with 4 a.m. You know, it's like, like, whereas before I would have been like asleep by 11. Like, it's just very much like I'm tired during the day, I'm tired during the night. Like, it's like, it's Mm. it's weird. Like, I, I can't wait for like, yeah, as I said, like whenever all this is done, then we need to go on campus, so we need to be up early, so we need to go to yeah. bed early, so that you know, like, it's going to be great whenever that comes back. But for now, it's a spiral. Yeah, exactly. See, I'm afraid. Thing. I'm afraid that when that starts happening, I won't be able to get back to the the place where I used to. Like I used to stay up late anyway, but I'd stay up like less late. I'd be like one a.m. half on, then get up at like seven for school. But I'm afraid, like, because I'm, like, so lax and so into this sleep pattern now that I go to sleep, like, half four or five a.m. and wake up at nine, um, I'm afraid that when I get into this routine, I'm still not going to be able to sleep. I'm still going to only get, like, two, three hours of sleep and wake up and go into college looking like a wreck. That's the biggest, like, thing, like, I'm afraid of, like, going in and everyone seeing me with these big, huge black circles around my eyes mm-hmm. if I got punched or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but sleep is very important for your mental health I believe it's really it's good to get it enough, affects you sleep. so much like yeah not getting enough sleep you don't have enough energy you're not going outside you're not getting any vitamin D then your mental health is just dragged down completely mm-hmm. and you know I think none of us are in routine as of recently and that's like a big problem and sleep yeah. also what people don't realize is that sleep not getting enough sleep contributes to stress and stress contributes mm-hmm. to actually making your body physically sick. Sorry, there's a motorbike going past my house. <laughs> Let that motorbike go past. Sleep um, is like just as important as exercise and eating, if not more, because yeah. it affects them things. Yeah, uh, I find yeah. I actually, I have a skin condition called psoriasis, um, but it's an, it's an autoimmune condition, but normally I don't have it you can't physically see it but when I don't get enough sleep let's say continuously over like a week's duration or whatever I don't get enough sleep it will just start to appear Hmm. so it's completely contributing to it's like my sleep and and my my physical health are completely linked Um, Hmm. and obviously then if we can see physical health mental health is absolutely um, a factor should we maybe get on to um Stigma, the stigma yeah, behind mental health. I was trying. Um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, there is a big stigma for um, I don't know, old people. I I think they kind of believe it's not real, and they're kind of like, oh, you know, you you wake up tomorrow and you feel better. Like you just need to pull yourself out of it. Like I know in their time, there it wasn't mainly talked about. It was more kept under the you know the the carpet like swept under the carpet type thing it was like yeah. it, it wasn't really mainly talked about and there wasn't a big it was it was a big thing for them but it wasn't really talked about big thing like, we like were, it's sort of me. it's sort of like how people say mount everest was discovered in whatever year it was the mountain was still there 
you know yeah it's like, yeah yeah like um, it's still gonna be a problem like yeah i said this to you guys before but like everyone bangs on about you know like education in schools and education young people about like mental health but um mm-hmm. You need to educate the adults so that the young people can come forward and say their problems without there being such a big stigma, and that will help yeah. out so much in the long run. Oh yeah, yeah. like I remember See, that, that, that is like, a uh, huge problem. Go on, go on, yeah. Jim. Sorry. No, like oh no, it's just I, I told you guys before on that, but I remember having a certain like teacher for a while. It was just like ty, you know, when you get a lot of different ones over next over a couple of weeks mm-hmm. or thing. But like this one particular person fully told a class of like 30 people that you're not allowed to feel depressed because you live in an age of technology you're not allowed to feel sad or anything like that because you're spoiled See, rotten like it's that yeah, sort of mentality where it's like it's just yeah as i said the fact that they try to deny its existence when it's so mm-hmm. apparent that's a problem they just it's mm-hmm. just plugging your fingers in your ears you know there's also a lot of like old doctors and like you know people working in the medical profession that are like over the age of 50 so, for example, like I was in school and I was feeling a bit anxious or whatever, went to the doctor, you know, I wanted to talk to a counsellor or something. And he was like, oh, do you want some antidepressants? I was like, yeah. no, I no, like I'm literally 14. I'm feeling a bit anxious. Don't just throw pills at me. And mm. I think that really needs to be addressed. Like, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I, have a, I have a very personal story about this, actually. I um, I get very bad migraines and um. A, a huge amount of of the migraines only really started after this person in my family passed away and so I started going to specialists to try and figure out what was wrong and, and it, there, it is actually like something physical wrong with my neck that is giving me the migraines but his go-to was to put me on antidepressants um and put me on not even antidepressants but um benzodiazepines which are like they're benzos mm, for, yeah um, they're mm extremely strong kind of like pain medication um and I remember taking like two of them and just feeling like I I didn't even know where I was I was like there's not a hope that I'm gonna take these and he he was hoping to keep me on them for up to three years to see if it could make the difference essentially he just thought I had depression and it was giving me migraines but he was actually wrong um but that's what I mean they're so quick to throw out medication instead of actually addressing the problem that's an issue as well. Like the HSE service is the National Counseling Service, and there's lots of great counselors in there. It's a, it's probably an amazing service. I've never been through it, obviously not. But um, you there's a six month waiting list, and you have to have a public health card. So it's not open to everyone. It's basically if you can pay for public or private, you pay for public or private. Um. And, you know, you wait in the queue if you can't. Um, Before lockdowns began, that was six months. And no one knows how long that waiting list is now because mm. it's still going yeah. ahead. But the psych, uh, psychiatric units and things like that, they like most of them have closed because most of them are private themselves. Um, And then even then, if you if you are saying, OK, I can't wait six months or up to six months, um. I'm going to go public or I'm going to go to the private sector. You're two to three months on a waiting list there. Unless mm. you go like ultimately private where you like, it's a one-on-one sort of deal. You, you pay them. Um, yeah. And that that's, that's an issue because the private kind of groups like PA house who do amazing work, obviously 
um, are funded by the HSE, but they're not employed by the HSE. So they're not mm. fully a HSE commodity. Um, so they're not investing huge money into this. They have, they have these like, you know, charities that are putting on these services um, because the government can't do it or can't do it efficiently enough to where it's open for everyone. Um, and that's another issue then as well, because a lot of people do just feel the need that I got to go speak to someone and then they go to a doctor and they're told they're depressed and they mm. fill out a survey. Like, like I know someone who filled out a survey <laughs> and then the doctor's like, yeah, judging by the answers you gave, here's some pills. And mm. I, like, I mean, I, I mean, like at the time it was obvious that this, this person did need some, some additional needs, but I don't think filling out a survey and getting some pills is good mm -hmm. enough. Mm -hmm. Um, like, that's for that's for that system like the national counseling service or something to fix through um but if it's not open to everyone then not everyone has the same sort of like treatment um yeah. so i think that's definitely something that people need to work on but at least, at least the hc and the the governmental bodies need to work on because like in the end of the day that's going to have a knock-on effect towards the public it's going to have a knock-on effect towards like private gps hospitals and all other doctors because they'll understand the, the necessity and the need of it and it's not just oh you're feeling sad here's some pills and also yeah. being handed pills like you get pills when you're sick so it makes you feel oh there's yeah. something wrong with me exactly. you know yeah it, it, there's a big I, I i do believe that people in that sort of sector especially like the older generation and parents in general need to be uh, i think they, they should be educated a little bit more because you know some parents don't actually know what to do when they're faced with certain situations like that with young people and mental health illnesses they they like panic and they'll shove you towards a doctor straight away and the doctor's like oh here's some pills and it might scare the actual young person they're like oh shit there's actually something really wrong with me here mm. and i'm taking pills and this is really strange to me and it might even put them off even more from mm. going to uh, seek help because they feel like everyone they talk to or it, it might be just someone who needs to talk to somebody and they feel like any anyone they turn to that's an adult wants to shove them on pills or wants to get them into a doctor all of a sudden because there's they don't feel all right in the head and that's something that needs to be touched on and mm. people need to be educated about that um yeah. and in this case like they see it there's something wrong with them it's not that they need help yeah, yeah. um so but I, I have to say, though, like putting someone on medication is the equivalent to telling them to just shut up. That's my opinion. If yeah. someone has mental health problems and you give them a bottle of like Xanax or something like that um, and send them on their way, you know, it's just like there are people that medication has helped. And I've seen videos online of people that swear by their antidepressants and they say they wouldn't be able to live without them. And that's great. But I mean, the, the medication that I was put on for something that was completely unrelated, um, but at the time they thought it obviously was depression, um, was, like, I remember just being, like, completely out of it. Like, the mm -hmm. whole point of it is just to make sure that, like, oh, we don't want them to harm themselves, so we're just going to make sure that they're completely out of it all the time so they don't know what's going on. Like, that's mm -hmm. how strong these pills are. Mm -hmm. Um and that should be last resort, really. Like. If that's yeah. exactly it, but it's not. Yeah. That's the problem. It's not but, last yeah. resort. Because in Sorry, when I was talking there, like about psychiatric units, that's what they do. They they bring you in, they take care of you, and then they they mediate your medication over a length of time to where it's not that you you know 
you just get up one day and you're like, oh my God, I want to live again. It's not that. It's no. more of like, no. no, it's not that at all. It's it's more of like a case where I can get out of bed. It's those little wins that, that they can actually mm-hmm. achieve with this yeah. with this moderated and mediated medication. But when, when it, exactly like how you're saying there, Katie, the doctor throwing a bunch of benzos at you and saying, have fun. <laughs> like, that's only going to yeah. make it worse because, you, again, as you said, you're, you're spaced out. You're depersonalizing. You're like, you couldn't, if you're just going to be disconnected from the world around you, then that's actually making it a lot worse. <laughs> a lot worse. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think what also needs to be noted that if, if someone does want to go on medication, it can't be medication alone. It has to be medication. It has to be added different types of therapy. You know what I mean? You can't yeah. just be on medication alone and, and mm-hmm. that is going, yeah. going to change things. And I don't think they understand that. Yeah, that's not oh, what like, psychiatric yeah. units just don't take you in and pump you full of drugs. They do do therapy as well. Yeah, as yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do believe they'll just speak thing behind mental health, especially in adults' minds anyway. They're kind of like, okay, this person feels sad. Um, let's bring them to talk to her. Maybe sometimes the person just wants to talk to somebody. You know, yeah. maybe they just need yeah. someone to talk to. That's true. And someone to listen. I think yeah. that's, where, that's where great services lie. Because there's so many free, like there'll be some written in the description of this podcast if people need it. There's so many free numbers where you can call and it's completely anonymous. You don't know who, who the other person is, but you can just say whatever you like to them. Um, even if you just want to call and have a chat because you feel alone or whatever it is. Um, I think that's where our our system with those volunteer groups have really picked up picked up the pace. Because, you know, now you can talk to anyone. And even then, you can talk to a friend, you can talk to a family member by, like, the, the tap of a button or the click of a button. So, um, yeah, I, I think um, we have to look at the systematic stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, exactly. it, it, it isn't all like, oh, this is what we need to do. It's like, this is what we need to do so people get better. It's, well, I mean, will those systems be good enough so those people can get better? Um yeah that's true. and I also think what we have at the moment does provide that just yeah. not you know adequate enough <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. yeah it's, it's not it's not adequate enough at all but also something to point out is as well regardless of who you are what gender you are it is not strong to keep in your inner emotions i feel like mm-hmm. a lot of people these days mm-hmm. think they're stronger than yeah. what they are and a lot of people are strong and it's strong to keep these feelings in and keep them to yourself bottle them up and you know try deal with them yourselves it's very very like hard to do that and I do recognize that a certain amount of strength is required for that, but it is also unwise to do that. Um, regardless of who you are, what gender, as I said, um, don't try to be strong. Please talk to somebody because it really does help um, talking to somebody else because they yeah. can just listen to you and listen to you, you know, bark on about what's going on in your life and like yeah. anything really uh, just someone to talk to is always the best thing for me anyway yeah it's so important yeah. to have someone to talk to but then it's also so important for you to like show that you're approachable for your friends to come to yes. you like yeah not just laughing in their face at things you know just to, like to ask them are you okay and they're like oh yeah are you really yeah. okay though you know, just ask it a second time it's just important to do that yeah, yeah. Like a problem shared you know that's the thing problem shared like, is problem half. yeah exactly you know like it's just like and it's like even i used to be very much someone who just i wouldn't tell anyone anything sort of thing i just sort of keep everything to myself but like the weight that comes off your shoulders when you just sit down and just vent like i mean not even just well yeah vent but like just even like just tell someone one thing that sort of 
in the back of your head and that, and that just shuts up that little voice you know like it's like because if you leave everything just stuck in your head like you're gonna end up just being overwhelmed and then just explode you know mm. yeah yeah exactly i think um we should just touch on very quickly as well mental health support in secondary schools because i think all yes gone through yes. that um yeah at some point i mean i can i can safely say for my school that there was absolutely nothing um and that is putting it mildly the two counselors that were in my school one was well for starters they were all like raging catholics um, yes that, yeah. that had this opinion that you know abstinence was the way to go and these counselors in my school were very unapproachable like you'd go into their room and they would burn incense and like mm. You know, and they would, it was the most bizarre. Like, you'd sit in this dark room and talk to them. They made everyone do it at some point. Yeah, uh, I feel like everyone has that sort of uh, weird thing about counselors. They're like really Catholic and they're real, like, kind of that mm. sort of stuff that you're talking about. Um, yeah. Counselors should not be that. Like, I would have much preferred if ever I, I needed to go to a counselor to go to someone who was maybe like a younger teacher who kind of knew more about like yeah. social media the ins and outs of it and things like that because a huge amount of of anxiety and, and things like that in in the lives of teenagers nowadays does revolve around social media and if you're talking to someone that has no idea what that means they're not going to be very helpful do you know what I mean yeah um, like yeah. one of the worst things I remember hearing before was like oh why don't you just delete the app like I mean, yeah. it's a simple, it's a simple thing to say. You go like, oh, if there's people being mean to you, just delete the app. But then, like I mean, I, even me, I, I am a self-confessed like Twitter addict and like you know like Instagram and everything. That I'd be on it all the time, and I hate it sometimes. Like legitimately hate some things that I see on it, and I, and I go, oh, I'm gonna delete it. But then it's like you just feel completely disconnected from the world because the world has evolved, it's yeah. been changing. Like I mean, the whole thing is built around like all this social media stuff like even something as simple as whatsapp or instagram like if it wasn't for stuff like that or snapchat or something like that how on earth would we be able to keep in contact over like mm. something like this you know i, like, I completely make- agree with that james i feel like everything's runs solely through social media these days that like yeah. even deleting the like the app it doesn't undo the damage that has like say if someone's yeah. like kind of bullying you on it it doesn't really undo any damage that the, the person done you know because okay. it's always there it's always on the internet nothing's ever deleted on the internet it never is. It's always locked up in some server room um, somewhere across the world. Like The damage is not undone by simply deleting the app. It's it's not. And you feel even worse when you delete the app because you feel like an outcast the rest of the world because the rest of the world runs through social media, if you get what I mean. like yeah. I just, mm-hmm. just doesn't help um, deleting it. Mm-hmm. With school counsellors, though, in some schools... Um, <laughs> There were uh, there were teachers who who'd be like, you'd almost feel worse going to them. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, the teacher that I know of, <laughs> if anything, had more mental health issues herself that weren't addressed whatsoever. Yes, and would like almost sort of project those personal issues onto you when you were talking, and mm-hmm. it was it was the weirdest thing. Um, that I had heard of uh, <laughs> for ages, and then but there was there was this in my old school. Um, there's this teacher, and he was like my favorite teacher ever, and he recently became the school, um, the school counselor or one of the school counselors. And um, when I heard that he was doing it, I was like, "You're perfect with the job." 
because like he understands as we were saying he understands social media he understands how you know basically 21st century young adolescents work um and he's actually able to connect to people i have a fear i think that a lot of school counselors especially mm-hmm. that kind of school system they can't connect because there's this kind of power dynamic that has to be there and it's it's seen as like weak if that paradigm is gone and then you get into college and it's like yeah call me by my first name or even a nickname you know yeah. Uh, yeah. and like yeah. and i like come to free therapy where you can talk about whatever you like and it's just yeah. that huge disconnect um mm. where colleges <laughs> yeah. have like excelled in this sort of area and schools are still like oh we should go to confession so like <laughs> it doesn't yeah, make yeah, it yeah. Yeah. i feel um, like the, the counselors do try their best they do. Oh, they like, do. They do. In yeah. my school, they did try their best, but it's very hard for them to get from to around to every student, especially in my school. There's about a thousand kids, I'm pretty sure, in our school. And it's very hard for them to get around to every kid. But then again, that shouldn't be really an excuse because it should be a better service, I guess. But yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually, in my school, it was a really, really, really good service. Like we had three different counselors and then also our student council. Um, the like main student council man, um, oh shut up, Mersh. <laughs> he likes. <laughs> he I um. Was in the student council as well. Oh, nerd. Deputy head girl. Anyway. Yeah, deputy. <laughs> but, um, sit down. Sit down. <laughs> the deputies were always cooler. Yeah, they were. <laughs> <laughs> he was great though. He set up like a little chat room at break time and during like we had like shitty classes like religion and stuff like that where we just didn't do anything and you could like go and talk to him or like other people that would volunteer so like six years fifth years whatever and it was really cool because like then you knew like it stayed there unless it was like a really big issue that would have to be like referred on but it was just like you know it was kind of like we were all in it together and it wasn't like you were speaking to somebody like a counselor you were speaking to a friend you know so mm. it was yeah. really good to know that that was there at all times and i think that it should kind of be brought into every school yeah, yeah. definitely that's i agree what, with that that's what yeah. we used to do on student council like we'd go into classrooms and we we just we'd make a cup of tea and then with, with all the, the students and then we just like have a chat and if any issue came up it wouldn't leave that circle and then obviously as well, if there was a bigger issue, you could stay back or you could just kind of hint at the fact and then we'd talk about it later or whatever. But um, a lot of the time, te- like the teacher who ran our, helped run our student council, um, she'd be astonished by the amount of things that some some of the kids would say because like they, they just don't have that like relationship. So yeah. something like that, Louise, is brilliant. Yeah. Like, that's a really good idea. Like student yeah. mentorship, almost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If any yeah. uh, sixth year or fifth year student council students are listening to this, set that up in your own school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like it's it's very important to get to know, like, because especially our like age group and younger, we kind of trust people, and it's very easy to lose trust like that if somebody does something wrong in our eyes, oh, and we're yeah. kind of like, okay, we don't trust this person anymore. And that's why I find it it may be difficult for them because. You know, you need to build up a trust with a certain individual that you're talking to about these issues. And that tr- trust can be won very, like, very, very rigorously over a specific amount of time, but it can also be lost very easily if mm. you do something wrong. And I do believe that students and teachers should have a sort of, especially counselors anyway in the school, should 
look to kind of get to know each other. That's how they could express themselves, I guess, to the counselor that they're in front of. Mm. I think also, can I say one more thing? I think yeah. I don't know how religion was run in your school, but we had to do religion for our final uh, two years, obviously for, for junior cert as well, but for our final two years, it wasn't an exam subject, but it was mm. still run. Um, and we had one amazing teacher who I, I literally credit everything to her. She's just an incredible, incredible woman. She um, she would bring us in every once a week just to do like an hour of meditation. And we would just sit on the floor and just do meditation. She would let us go to sleep if we wanted to. And if you decided you didn't want to do it and there was too much going on in your head at that point in time, you didn't have to do it. But if you wanted to, you could. And, and to have that break, particularly when you're doing your leaving cert, I mean, nothing can really compare to the stress of that. You know, every single day, you know, you're up at 8 a.m. or 7 a.m. and you're in bed at like 12 from studying there's nothing to really describe that and to have that hour in your day where you just have to stop um, mm. is brilliant and things like that really help. I guess a final message would be for people, I guess, things that could help you if you're feeling kind of low, just do things that out of kind of your bubble, like kind of expand and talk to people and do things that you enjoy, like especially for us, as you've been listening to us, we have explained what helps us push us through these difficult periods. Like radio, I never thought I'd be into radio, but try different new things and it might, you know, it might come off bad and that's grand. You can kind of distance it. You can move away from the, the bad stuff, but you can also focus yeah. on good stuff like and, radio or anything that you enjoy, you know? And in the COVID world, like obviously that's kind of tough. You know, yeah. you, you might be able to do th- yeah. some of the things you like or whatever, but like, even if it's just baking, or going to the shop and seeing what the weirdest thing you can find uh, or what something like something silly like that even if, if it's keep... just baking baking is so tough i always mess <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. okay, never mind <laughs> louise recently uh she like i mean for comic relief louise recently made brownies that and when she described the brownies she was like yeah they're brownies but they turned into cookies <laughs> oh, <laughs> Nah, you still got it's battery, just, don't worry. Yeah, it's just trying things you enjoy, I guess. Trying things you exactly, enjoy. Yeah. Having fun. Yeah. I, I know it's difficult to involve it. Whether you want to or not, um, exercise. Like, I can't, yes. I can't oh, exercise this enough. Oh, yeah. Like, get good. out there mm-hmm. and go, even if you don't like running, just go out and go for a walk. You can walk at the slowest pace you want, but getting out and getting fresh air, nothing can describe that feeling. I mean, jump in the sea if that's what you want to do. <laughs> but um, there's always something. And even take up a new sport, like buy a bike and start cycling or something. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's, it's but a unicycle. Like like Louise did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or don't get lost, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no but exercise. Yeah. And just remember that you don't know what's going on in people's lives as well. So mm. don't be an yeah. yeah, be yeah. kind to each other. Be kind to yeah. each other, you know. Um, oh, we'll leave, <laughs> I think, Marish, since you're doing the anchor, we'll leave a few um, links to support, um, mm-hmm. um, to support like Pieta House and stuff like that. We'll leave in the links. And, um, so now we're going to cut to some voice messages that some people have sent in to us um, over the last few days. And we'll just let them talk about what helps them through difficult periods and during the lockdown. So, yeah, we'll cut to those now cleaning your room and making your bed literally when you're down and depressed it makes such a big difference just get up clean your room make your bed the relief 
honestly. So now when you get down, like when I get down, my room gets so messy. I just clean up my room, make my bed, makes everything better. This is a fantastic topic and I'm really glad you guys made a podcast about it. So fair play to you and I'm sure when I lo- listen to it, it's a fantastic episode. For me, um, for my mental health, it's been getting as involved in as many things as possible. The MPS, the radio, watching your guys' shows, um, just getting involved and being myself and kind of creating content has really helped my mental health. Creating the podcast that I do um, takes an hour and a half out of my day every Sunday to keep busy and like just not think about things because when I'm busy, that's when I'm happiest. Um, so yeah, just getting involved, being myself, having fun, smiling, and uh, not really caring what people think. And uh, yeah, like going on walks have been great. Going up the mountains, clear the head, but mostly content creation and meeting loads of new people and coming up with ideas and just having a laugh. So yeah, that's why I've been able to keep my mental health okay. Um, hope everyone's okay and keep the head up. Right, guys. Uh, hope you enjoyed um, listening to this week's podcast. Obviously, it was a very, I don't know, very good topic, I guess, especially concerning lockdown and stuff to talk about. Um, obviously, I feel guilty um, plugging the Instagram, but um, I'll plug the Instagram. Um, <laughs> follow, follow us on Instagram, Tom Foolery, DCFM. Uh, watch us live uh, every Friday at 2 to 3 p.m. on Twitch. Um, make sure you follow the podcast. Yeah, next yeah. week next week is our last show. So, it's Friday, um, yeah. Everyone Friday, here listening, better tune in or you're all silly, okay? You're all, yeah. you're all okay. silly. We love mental health here. <laughs> tune in because it will definitely help with your mental health. Oh, um, wow, oh, dear God. <laughs> an hour of a laugh, what? That's true, um, that's true. Um, but yeah, guys, um, really enjoyed making this podcast. We'll be continuing our podcast, though, don't you worry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. every day, or not every day, every Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Every Monday. Every day. Every day. In the morning. Um, go five or six, doesn't it, Marsh? Six a.m. each Monday. Oh yeah, yeah six a.m. each Monday. Yeah, so it's an early rises. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, guys. Thanks for listening. Um, we'll see you guys next time.